Hello everyone and welcome back to Hope Reclaimed. I'm your host, Ellie Hope Collins, and I'm so glad that you're here. It's on this podcast that we talk about active and practical ways that we can choose healing for ourselves from divorce, trauma, and betrayal. Because Jesus has already extended everything to us, and sometimes he's inviting us to step in and receive that healing for ourselves. Today, I have a really special guest with me, Hannah. Hannah is a friend of mine, and she has been in the Reclaimed community, and she is sharing her story today about healing from divorce and reclaiming her life. It's a personal story, and one of the things that I love most about this podcast is just how I can share stories of hope that she's still in the middle of it right now, but in the middle of it, there is hope. She's finding hope in Jesus as she's processing her divorce. And you're going to hear that in this interview today. So hop on board and be encouraged today. There is healing for what you're going through. Hannah, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, yes. I'm so, so happy and excited to be here with you. I'm so excited that you are here. You are a powerful woman and someday I'll meet you in person. I believe it. Yes. Where are you? Yes. Uh, where Where are you living right now? And tell us a little bit about what you do for your job and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. So um, I'm Hannah. I am 26. I actually live in Houston. So hot and sweaty and humid Houston, but the Houston, sun... Texas, too. Yes. Right? Houston, yep. Texas. Right. <laughs> I don't um, know if there's but... any other Houston's, right. but yeah. It's Texas, yeah. Um, but the the sun shines every day, all the time. So that's really, really nice. Um, that's so nice. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, I work in human resources for an oil and gas company, and I actually work in compensation. So <laughs> I ha- I feel like very powerful. I have um, <laughs> <laughs> access to everybody's salaries. And oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I um, help them determine how much we should pay people and give people bonuses and salary increases and all of that. So um, it's, it's, it's interesting and I love it. And I, I love my coworkers. And, oh, good. Yeah, I've determined that as long as you love the people you work with, you can literally do anything, I think, for me, at least. Yeah, I mean, who you work with, it's really a deciding factor for how things are going to go. Right. We are here to to talk about the goodness of the Lord in mm-hmm. the challenging circumstances that we go through. And mm-hmm. I, I came upon your story through um, the Reclaimed community, which you're a part of, mm-hmm. and um, which blesses me so much, just powerful, awesome women like you who are willing to share their story and the vulnerability. So it blesses me so much that you're a part of that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love for you to share your story with, with the listeners. And then we're going to dive into some hope and practicals that you walked through mm-hmm. to find um, in your healing process. Yeah. So you, yes. got, you have the floor, my friends. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. Well, I guess kind of First of all, I just kind of major shout out to God, I think, in the timing of talking with you. Um, Mm -hmm. Actually, next week will be that kind of one year mark since my ex-husband left. And so I feel like a year ago, Hannah was dying, you know, and and didn't think that this would be possible. But um, here I am just kind of sharing hope with you and and what God has done. So I'm really thankful. I think the timing is really, really cool. Yeah, Um, absolutely. I mm -hmm. want to just touch on that really quick because those, those mile markers are, I mean, it's so interesting to look back and say a year ago, I was in the depths of it. I was in Mm -hmm. so much pain and you're not there anymore. And Mm -hmm. next week when you have this anniversary, it will likely hurt and you Mm -hmm. probably know that. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to be as devastating as it was before because of Mm -hmm. how you've, because of how far you've come. Um, so anyway, continue. Yeah. Yes. No. So definitely really thankful for that. Um, but kind of, yeah, my story, um, my ex-husband and I started dating in high school. We went to college together and got married shortly after I graduated from college. And I think maybe opposed to the perfect Instagram pictures and captions, it wasn't, you know, there were issues that popped up and, and conflict, but, um, 
I think I attributed a lot of that to just the first few years of marriage, mm. kind of navigating that. Um, we, we were getting better at the, at the problem solving. And there was also this kind of freedom in, hey, I can be honest with you about these things because we have the next 60 years to work them out, um, you know. And I think, too, I, I was just head over heels in love with him and really thankful to God for um, our life and, and what he was doing in our marriage and, and all of those details. Um, and I was just kind of living the dream. And so that's why it was just such a shock that about a year and a half into the marriage, he came to me and said that he just didn't feel connected to me um, and didn't love me the way he thought he would love his wife. And, and so he wanted to go to counseling. And um, we, it, was, it was a tough, tough kind of next six months we went to counseling. Um, we were kind of coming from opposite ends of the spectrum in that I was so satisfied and so happy and in love and all this stuff. And, and he wasn't, he just kind of felt like something was wrong. And that's, that's how it was um, at the beginning. And I, I think we were both kind of frustrated with that process. Um, I'm kind of very much a, a list person, kind of a concrete, like take action type of Same. person. <laughs> yes. Same. <laughs> good, both good and bad. Both good. And oh bad. yes. Oh yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and so I think I, I wanted a lot more of, Hey, these are the ways in which he was dissatisfied. And so then I could take the opposite actions and we could move forward. And, right. Right. Um, I, and, and not that I wasn't taking it seriously or, or thought that there was a quick fix, but it was just more like, um, it was kind of coming across from him as more abstract or maybe feelings based. Um, so there was kind of that, that disconnect that was frustrating at times. Um, so kind of the, the next stage about halfway through, um, those six months of counseling, he just came to me and said that um, he was moving forward in our marriage kind of with an open hand and that he was open to a divorce if he didn't feel like things um, were getting better. And, and that was a really, really scary place to be oh, for me. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. I mean, the minute that divorce is mentioned, even yes. in like a casual way, there's mm -hmm. a, that's a severity of... Um, and there's, there's a lot of fear in that word. Yes. For sure. Right, right, right. And, and I think honestly, almost instantly, my motivation in the marriage changed from, I want to love you and serve you because I, I just love you and you're my husband and that's my role as the wife to, I just want to do anything and everything I can so that you don't leave, you know? Um, and, and I, I felt like I couldn't necessarily be honest in how I was feeling because I, I didn't want to say anything that would cause him to leave. Um, totally. You know? Yeah. Um, so I, th I think too, along with my personality, maybe you're the same. I am very much kind of a black and white, right and wrong type oh, person. Oh, 100%. Yeah, we're like the same person, Hannah. <laughs> yes, yes, apparently so. And, and so there was also just that confusion in this, that for, to have our marriage with an open hand is not what we signed up for. And we were both strong Christian individuals, like really involved in church and grew up in church. And if we believed in a God who would raise people from the dead and change hearts and, and do miracles both in the Bible and today, then like, why couldn't we believe that for our marriage? Um, was, was kind of the confusing part to me. And, and not that I wanted him to stay in an unhappy marriage. I just wanted him to believe in the hope, um, for, for a, a better marriage and, right. and um, right. believing that if we worked well and, um, that if we like believed God that we would be rewarded, um, and, and that this could be a springboard for just this new amazing marriage that we never thought possible. 
Um, yeah, it's the hope that things can get better, that there mm-hmm. is that there will be more past mm-hmm. it. And yeah. and if you're if you don't have that faith that it will that it can get there, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something about having hope for um or sometimes it's really hard to have faith that God is going to change our personal circumstances, yeah. our personal lives, mm-hmm. that we're mm-hmm. actually going to see healing for our physical bodies rather than like pray right. for someone else's. So right. it's, it is hard to hold on to that hope for us, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's so important, especially around the freedom and the hope in a restored marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I think for me, that was the, it was the hope that was, getting me out of bed in the mornings, you know, that, that, okay, that's something that you can look forward to. How exciting is it to think about what that new marriage could be? Um, So anyway, after kind of those six months of counseling and six weeks of of separation, um, he just kind of decided that there, there was no hope and that he wanted to end the marriage um, before, really before any more time passed, um, kind of time was a, a big thing and I felt like he was wasting his time uh, kind of with, with the marriage and um, that, that was just devastating, you know. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, I, I, I felt that with that, he, he was saying that I wasn't worth it or that our marriage wasn't worth it or this new marriage wasn't worth the the time or the six more months or however long it would take. Um, And I kind of had this like very visual um, representation of the kind of 180 degree turn from this um, marriage that was forever to something that became a contract um, in that even though we had been meeting and getting together about twice a week, um, he ended up sending me an email to say that he had filed for divorce. Um, And it it was kind of this visual representation of the contractual relationship that it became. Like the Um, clinical aspect of it. It's just... Mm-hmm. Yes, wow. that, that that this can be over via email, which which so was oh a, a low a low point. Um, yeah, for sure, the hopefully the worst email I will ever receive. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, that that was kind of um, here that will be that kind of um, after the six week separation when that happened. That kind of anniversary will be in September. So okay. Um, Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm so sorry for what you have gone through. Um, mm-hmm. Divorce is incredibly painful and so, so hard. I mean, there's, there's no two ways about it. Right. Um, and, right. and even, even when it can feel sterile and like an email, like contractual, this is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it's, I mean, it's painful for everybody. It's mm-hmm. because, because it's a tearing apart of souls. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, the two become one and then the two become, or, and then the one becomes two again. Right. And it's right. incredibly painful. So how did the Lord show up for you in that time of brokenness and mm-hmm. that pain yeah. of mending your heart? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it, it was actually kind of uh, this painfully horrible but also like beautiful beautiful time it's Um, so it's so like that right (laughs) where it's like this is the worst time ever but also like can be so weirdly beautiful Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah very very like these two opposites are are meshed into one so true um almost so um for kind of during the the separation time and then a few months uh into kind of after he had filed for divorce, um, I would go into work every day and uh, really, really thankful for just little details in that. Um, I had coworkers who um, would pray with me about, about these things, which was really, really cool. Um, and I also had a cubicle in the very back corner where I could just go and sit and cry every day. And um, we, you and I have joked about this before, but like I would go into work, but there was zero work being done <laughs> <laughs> from Hannah for about four uh. months or longer. 
Um, Let's hope your and- boss doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He no, probably knows. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, it actually kind of started, um, I think, because I pulled up a Word document to make it seem like I was working, you know. Um, but I, I actually kind of started to write, kind of like furiously write. And it was a lot of like me almost writing to God. Like I, w- I was talking with him, but almost writing to God and then also writing kind of what I was hearing from him as well. Yeah. Um, and it was this time where I am just so thankful um, for my parents from a really, really young age, like instilled all of Jesus and Bible verses and Bible stories in me um, so that when this crazy, crazy situation happened, they came flooding back and I didn't, I I didn't feel them. Um, Like I, I didn't feel those truths about God or like they didn't touch my heart, but if I could write about them and repeat them to myself all the time, then eventually like those feelings followed. Um, It's almost like you just have to do them. You have to to go through the process and believe Mm -hmm. that maybe that's going to change inside somehow. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. Um, And so that kind of became um, a little, a little blog. Uh, And I think it's kind of something to be said that's cool uh, for it to be coming when you're going through that time. It wasn't that I had made it through and I was reflecting back on this devastating circumstance. It was like, these are just Hannah's thoughts flowing right now and like God's truths flowing right now. And sometimes it just seemed like utter baloney and like, this means nothing. (laughs) Um, but, but I could like still write them. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I um, ended up kind of sharing um, my blog kind of once everything was final with the divorce, kind of waited a little while. Um, and the kind of theme is around Romans twelve twelve, which is um, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Um, and and that that was a Bible verse that just really came to me during that time and was like hey, you just focus on these three things and, and this will kind of keep you going, among other things. But um, yeah. that one really kind of touched me for sure. I am so excited to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of Hope Reclaimed, the Healing from Divorce online course. On August 13th, the Healing from Divorce online course launches. So if you're listening to this after August 13th, it is live. Go and purchase this course. If you are healing from a divorce or a breakup, this is the course for you. Eight weeks of reclaiming your life with biblical application, practical insights, as well as personal connection. You'll be plugged into the Reclaimed community as well, and you will be launched into this Christ-centered healing to know that healing is possible, and it's possible to heal well. I am teaching this course as well as different teachers, experts in pastoral ministry, in psychology and life coaching. These are people who know their stuff and I've included them in this course as well. To celebrate this and to celebrate it well, we are doing a giveaway. We are going to be giving away different books from the people that are on this course, that are teaching on this course. We're giving away their books, some other great prizes, as well as a $100 Target gift card. So do not hesitate. Do it now for one week and one week only until August 20th. We will be doing this giveaway. The link is found in the show notes where you can go and you can enter to win this awesome prize. So don't hesitate. Do it now. Let's jump into the rest of this episode. Yeah. So how did those three things show up in your life or how did you cho- how did you need to choose them mm-hmm. yeah I think um the the joyful in hope was a really big thing um for me especially even because I, I kind of started this while we were separated so that was what, what we were talking earlier that there was a little bit of joy in the hope for a new future and 
then the, the divorce papers were filed. And so um, I really, really felt from God, once the papers were finalized, that I could stand before him and say, hey, like I did everything I could to fight for this marriage. Um, and so then kind of the hope turned to hope for life after divorce, I guess, you know. Yes. But yeah. but it's it's still there. And, and I, I think that's a big thing for you as well through yeah. Hope Reclaimed and the, the community and, and all of that. But um, uh, that, that was probably the biggest one. Like there wasn't yeah. a lot of joy during this time, but right. the joy that was there was because of the hope. And that, that there is hope for joy eventually mm -hmm. too. Yes. You know, that, that one day it's not going to suck so much, <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> um, and, and I think that that's a really important thing to realize, like, and, and mm -hmm. hold on to the hope that it's not always going to be this hard. Mm -hmm. um, as hard as that is to, to believe that in the moment, it is mm -hmm. really, it is really important. Yeah. You have such an interesting perspective, and you've, you've talked about this um, in the Reclaimed community. We meet virtually um, over Zoom, and we were talking one day about, about identity and sort of the lies that come up around, mm -hmm. <laughs> around our identity, kind of yeah. these like pervasive thoughts that come in, these mm -hmm. um, toxic thoughts, quite honestly, that's what they are, mm -hmm. that, that come in. Um, for me, it was often... Um, I am rejectable, that mm -hmm. at the core, I am, there's something about me that is right. rejectable and, and that will always happen to me. That was the, that was the little mm -hmm. lie that was always yeah. sneaking in. Um, right. And, and you, you had such an amazing perspective of that. And I would love mm -hmm. for you to share that, uh, yeah. how the Lord has kind of encouraged you to turn those toxic lies. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes, 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 yeah. So I really, really love this. Um, I think kind of starting, starting from the beginning, like God created marriage to reflect his love for us and to reflect his relationship for us. And um, like God is in everything and, and we just kind of have to like choose to see him in those things. And so um I, I had this marriage and I had this husband who were supposed to reflect God's unending love. And all of a sudden they weren't there anymore, but I had this divorce and um, like divorce is the breaking of the marriage. So all of a sudden it's this oppositely perfect example of how God feels about us and how God loves us and, and who we are in him. Um, so I think the, the big thing that came out of that was that everything I'm feeling and felt at the time and still sometimes feel now because of my ex-husband's decision to leave, the opposite is true with my heavenly father. And so for me, like you said, like rejected by him, I'm chosen by God, worthless as a wife, more than enough in his eyes. And there were so many just broken promises and abused trust. But with God, there's this unfailing hope and assurances for the promise of true forever. Um, wow. And yeah. That's I, so I, good. <laughs> that is so important. I don't want mm -hmm. anyone to miss what you're saying. Mm -hmm, if you're just mm -hmm. mindlessly listening in the car, <laughs> that this is so vitally important that in mm -hmm. In our, in our earthly relationships, it doesn't matter mm -hmm. even how good and perfect they are. Yeah. A lot of them can bring up these, these toxic half-truths, these, these mm -hmm. lies about our identity. And the exact opposite mm -hmm. is true about God's love for us. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, I joke to people. I'm like, okay. And, and like you said, like this doesn't have to be from an ex-husband. This can be from yes. a parent or yes. a little league coach or like whatever, whatever it exactly. is. Um, if like when you're feeling those things, I practically like, like I said, joke to people who are like, just go to dictionary.com and Google the antonym of whatever it is. Yes. And, <laughs> and, and that, that is how God feels about you, you know, broken yes. or ugly or whatever. Um, 
God, God feels the opposite. So I, I remind myself of that daily for sure. A hundred percent that when we feel inadequate and lonely and not enough and fill in the blank, whatever it is for Mm -hmm. you right now that you feel less than the Mm -hmm. exact opposite is how God feels about us. It's Mm -hmm. powerful. And if we decide to stop focusing on that thing where it's like, Oh, I just feel so crappy about myself. I just feel so, um, Mm -hmm. I just feel so alone or unloved. If we stop focusing on that and say, okay, I'm going to, yeah, that's real. I feel bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) However, this is what is true about the way that God feels about me. Because if we're allowing ourselves to be so um, identified and driven by other people's opinion or words about Mm us, it's Mm going to be fickle. It's going to fall apart. But the only thing that stands true, that remains true in everything is the love Mm -hmm. of God. It's the love of him. So we have to have our eyes just on that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. 100%. So, it's so true. <laughs> I mean, what a revelation yes. mm-hmm. to come yeah. on that. Like, just like you said, Google the antonym of mm-hmm. ugly. If, mm-hmm. you're, if you're feeling mm-hmm. ugly, right. Google, I mean, that it's not, that's not hard to find, but right, right, right. like you yes. are handsome. You are beautiful in his mm-hmm. eyes. That's how he mm-hmm. feels about you. Right. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I love that. Um, I think another thing that was really, really big for me, um, and I and I wrote I wrote this line, and this one for some reason just kind of stuck to me. Um, that especially especially during that time, God is keeping me afloat when it feels like I'm drowning in my own tears, and I I just love the visual of that. Yeah. Um, and and I don't know about you, but for me during during this time kind of a year ago it was the weirdest thing my tears were massive like i have never had anything like, like they were different like i think they were they like were thick t- hot yes. giant tears yes. falling you're yes. like where where is all this water coming from <laughs> yes yeah exactly and and i mean they were for sure like heartbreak tears yes um like they they heartbreak eventually tears different tears mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. They eventually, like, I don't have them as much anymore, you know. Praise Um, God. Yes, yes. Praise God for that. Um, But I, during this time, one day, I went to a women's conference and um, later, like, went up and talked with the speaker and was just, like, praying with her. And um, she gave me this really, really cool um, visual kind of having to do with with tears and, and she said like Hannah like every time you cry just imagine that your tears are being used to wash the feet of Jesus and I, oh I just I, I love goosebumps that. <laughs> I have goosebumps yeah. yes and just that like your tears are being used for him and they are being used to serve him and you know it feels like you're just crying just to cry but like, like he, he will use them. Um, and and it, that, that was just yeah. a really, really cool thing. Um, and he and cares I, I, about them. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, he's yes. not, he is not the God who's just like, yes, wash my feet with your tears. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. he's, I mean, it, it, he is honored by that. He loves mm-hmm. that. And it's, it's like a, almost, that's like a heartbreaking, beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Of yeah. of him being with us in our mm-hmm. tears and in our in our crying. Yes. Wow, what a, what a picture. Right. Yeah. Well, and and like you said, that made the crying not feel so lonely, um, because because right, because right. <laughs> when you think about it, the marriage vows were made between me and my ex husband and God, and so when when he left, that that covenant that like three way marriage and relationship like that broke God's heart too um and and like God would never take away our free will like he like absolutely wouldn't force anyone to stay but um God was equally heartbroken by that and and God has faced even more heartbreak than I could ever imagine um 
but but in in those deep dark times it was like okay like god is here with me and um yeah just the like he's keeping me afloat when it feels like i'm drowning in my own tears that one i really really hold very closely to me <laughs> so such a beautiful picture and and yeah that is for you listener he mm-hmm. is he is <laughs> keeping you afloat in your own tears i mean it is really amazing how much I could cry. Mm-hmm. I, I, I never right. realized how much I could cry. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he really does keep us afloat in that. What a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful picture. How, how was your community at this time? What was, you know, you had mentioned your family was really supportive, which is so mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Um, did yeah. you have any, any friends in this process? Did you find community in, um, in anywhere else in church or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess kind of starting starting with my family, huge, huge shout out to my family. Um, uh, they actually didn't know that all of this was going on. Um, so they were kind of like dealing with their own pain and kind of their own rejection. Um, and But they were there to support me. Um, So really, really thankful for them. Um, I have a twin sister. And so we, she had actually gotten married the month before he left. And the, the, the timing, the timing was hard. It was kind of one month where we were this family of six and we felt very complete. And then the next month he, he left. Um, But my, my sister um, lent me her puppy uh, quite oh a bit, <laughs> which was the best. It's so, so nice. He's the love of my life. Um, that, that was, that was a really big thing. But, that makes my um, heart so happy. <laughs> like yes. there's something about hugging a dog. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what kind? What kind of dog? Yeah. Um, he is a Morky, a Maltese Dorky. Oh, so anyway, he's he's great. Um, oh, that's but, so great. Yeah, I. Um, during, during the separation, especially, there were two friends, um, who I kind of, like, really relied on Mm -hmm. in the, like, hey, can I, can I, they, they did an awesome job in, like, letting me vent, but also in the days that I wanted to give up, because, like, a lot of the time, giving up and choosing divorce is the easier option. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, That's a really good point. Yeah, there there were times where you're like, you know what, it is really hard to work on this. Um, and, and they were really essential um, in just pulling me up and saying like, no, like in, until yeah. you can't fight anymore, like you keep fighting. And I was by no means perfect in that. Yeah. But um, there was this piece in that, that I I did everything my little brain could think of um, uh, to work in that. Um, and I, I had a ton. Actually, that's, it's interesting you say that because I'm kind of thinking about this for a, a new blog post, but um, I was just reflecting on the last year and the people who came around me and the things, the like tangible things that they did. And for me, before this happened, um, I always had a really hard time comforting people. Like I never knew what to do. They were like, right. Like, should I <laughs> hug you or I'm ask about it? Sorry. Yeah. I know. Yes. There is an um, awkward thing about helping mm-hmm. somebody or trying to comfort them. It's like, what do you, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so I was just kind of reflecting on the things that people did for me that were helpful for me. Oh. And so kind of wanting to share that with people like, Hey, here's the, we're a list of 20 different things that were helpful for me. And so maybe mm-hmm. you people could use them when, when you need to, to comfort. Yeah. People or whatever. Um, what what are just, some of those things that were helpful for you? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, of course, all the people, the not not necessarily like action type things, but of course, laughing 
crying, sitting in silence, you know, yes. hugging. Um, but but then on the like more tangible, people left voicemails, which is really cool because you can like save them, like voicemails yeah. of encouragement. Um, there was like one couple um, for Valentine's Day. They actually sent me flowers, um, oh, <laughs> which is so sweet. Yeah, really, really sweet. Um, another friend started inviting me to yoga and I'm not like a huge yoga person but it's kind of like become our thing now and it was just like yeah introducing um some just fun and joy and kind of stress something something different too like if Mm -hmm. you had it if that was never in your routine doing Mm -hmm. something outside of your routine um and something different at that at this time is is important for for your personal growth in kind of figuring out who you are aside from this relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's just fun. You right. learning, me- or, you know, creating yes. new memories with friends. It's so mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of things kind of with this one year anniversary, um, I've been thinking of that and um, have reached out to a few people to like tell them in person, like, hey, this meant so much to me that you would drop everything you yeah. could to like pray or to whatever, whatever it was. I think um, that I'm really, really thankful for a lot of that. Yeah. Were you ever able to reclaim anything that that you had memories with with your ex-husband of course we we define reclaiming as as identifying a fearful and painful internal reaction to a place or thing choosing to face it head on and create a new positive association so it's like mm-hmm. seeing that there's a memory of something and mm-hmm. and a pain that's associated with that thing and then making the choice to step back into that place with a friend i love to do it with i think it's important to do it with somebody or mm-hmm. just to invite the lord into the process with you talking mm-hmm. about it with him um yeah. and then and then in that there is there is um an empowerment that happens um and mm-hmm. a a really beautiful experience i think i mean mm-hmm. i'm not biased or anything that's like what my <laughs> yes. podcast is built on but um right. but this is a leading question because i i know the answer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yes 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 um so the, the, the big one, or, and I guess kind of the, the first one that I did um, actually with me, kind of my reclaiming buddies uh, were me, my twin sister, her husband, David, and, and his brother, Brian. Um, we all, I think it was Memorial Day weekend, uh, went to Galveston. It's a, a beach in kind of Houston well it's a beach in Galveston but um close close (laughs) Houston yes close to Houston um my ex-husband and I had gone there with a few friends around July 4th last year and it was it was just kind of a big memory where things were feeling really good and and a lot of like fun pictures were taken and um some couple friends that we had made through the church and and just all of that Mm -hmm. um so yeah, we, I went with the the three of them and we had a, a really fun time. And, and I know, like you have said, I didn't just kind of like go and, and sit there. It was like, let's go and kind of like talk about the things mm-hmm. that I'm feeling and not like, you don't want to waste it. Um, yeah. waste <laughs> kind of the, the reclaiming, um, adventure, but, but it was, it was cool. That was, that was the first one. So I'm proud yeah. of you for doing that. I think it's, yeah. I think it can be a really, it's a tough experience. And, and especially like, you know, if you're going on a trip with somebody, mm-hmm. you're, it's a little, it can feel a little selfish mm-hmm. where you're saying, okay, I'm going to, I just, I need to talk about this right now with, with right. the people that you're with, but mm-hmm. it's a really important step in healing. I think of, mm-hmm. of vocalizing our emotion and remembering the, the good times and the hard times and why, mm-hmm why it's painful to be here because it was good or because, right. you know, we had, we took that picture right at this location. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, so I'm so proud of you for doing that and yeah. reclaiming that space. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yes. What are some things that you would encourage listeners to do if um, maybe even your former self a year ago, mm-hmm. how would you encourage Hannah a year ago? 
Mm, that that's that's really good I actually that was kind of um so all of the the blog posts that I have shared so far I I wrote in the in the middle of all of it but um one the the kind of most recent one I wrote a list of 26 things so I I turned 26 on May 28th or 28th um Mm -hmm. And so I wrote Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. Um, (laughs) It was kind of, it was kind of a tough one. 26 seems so much closer to 30. I know I'm very young, but it was like, okay, here we go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like getting over the, like, you're still in your mid Mm twenties, I think, but it's like, yeah. I mean, this is definitely yeah. a step closer to 30. I just turned <laughs> yes. 30 this year. So that okay. was like, a, that right. was a weird one, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so I, I wrote myself a list of 26 things that I would have told my 25 year old self a year ago. Oh, um, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. there and, and there were like funny, funny ones. Like one thing from the last year that I've realized is that like dinosaur chicken nuggets taste just as great as, at, you know, at 26 as they did at nine years old, but also maybe even better. Um, oh, that's so, <laughs> so like some funny things, but also like yes. very serious as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, but, but I think kind of all of those meshed into one. And I think if I could tell myself a year ago or, or tell listeners as well, just that like God is in control when you feel out of control when it feels like someone else is in control. Um, he is in control and his plan is so, so good. Um, and, and I, I, again, kind of had this like little situation um, come up that really, really emphasized that to me. So obviously a, a big thing, I felt like my life was out of control and it felt like my ex-husband was in control because he was the one where it's like okay maybe he could leave or not depending on the day um, right type of thing and so during that time I was looking okay I can't control what he's doing but I can control what like what what can I control right and so Mm -hmm. um I was like okay I can cut my hair or I can go like get highlights. <laughs> a lot of people do. Yes. 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 A lot and of people do that. Mm-hmm. And yep. um, I went and I got this little ear piercing that I loved so much. Awesome. And it, for some reason makes me feel really good about myself. I love um, that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was just kind of looking for ways that I control, could control my life. And kind of the last thing on that bucket list was to go and get a tattoo. And um, it's, it's this little tattoo that I, I had had in mind forever. Like for, it wasn't a new thing, um, but it was this little tiny cross on the inside of my left wrist. And I was ready to go. Like I mentally prepared all this stuff. Um, but then at the last minute, like I chickened out and I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, so I like shortly thereafter had an appointment with my counselor, which kind of shout out to counseling, Christian counseling, yes. um, who someone who's going to like bring the name of Jesus into every single conversation. Um, but I, I told him, I was like, Aaron, like I, I wanted to get this tattoo, but I, I chickened out and I think I chickened out because I'm afraid that every time for the rest of my life, like it's very permanent. Um, every time I look down at this tattoo, I'm going to be reminded of why I got it and yeah. just like the yeah. pain and the brokenness um, of, of this season. And, and wow. he was like, he was like, yeah, like I, I totally, he, he totally understood that, but um, he kind of righted my perspective and he was like, Hannah, like, I, I realize that like you do feel broken right now, but, but we need to kind of take a step back and look at what the cross represents. Like Jesus like died on the cross, you know, so there, there was a death, but, yes. but he was also like three days later raised from the dead so that we would have eternal life with him. Yes. And 
so I, I think you could also take that perspective that, Absolutely. that like you feel broken right now and this seems so dark and it feels like the three days of darkness in the tomb but but like there is hope and there is life and and like I said like the promises of true forever because of what he has done for us um and so anyway of course you just like burst into tears um and yes. like fine like I just wanted to be rebellious but you had to turn <laughs> it spiritual um so anyway wow. I, that that was a really really cool um pictured and and I I would just like emphasize that that like God is in control and like his plan is good and like you feel like you're dying or that that your hopes and dreams are dead which they kind of are you know the the plans that you had made for the future but but that doesn't mean like it's almost like the the enemy like tried to either kill you or silence you through these this this situation um but but there is like life um and joy like with Jesus through through this so yes anyway <laughs> and that and that promise of that is in the cross mm-hmm. that yeah, the cross exactly. was the ultimate pain the ultimate sacrifice mm-hmm. and so of course it represents that but it mm-hmm. also re- represents the redemption that he brought there and in the empty grave Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how beautiful that that is the ultimate reclamation that god did was on Mm -hmm. the cross for you and Mm -hmm. also for your marriage for your divorce that Mm -hmm. he came and he's actually redeeming everything that the enemy stole from you in your Mm -hmm. marriage and in your divorce he's Mm -hmm. redeeming all of those tears that you cried Mm-hmm. And that yeah. promise is firmly fixed in the cross on that t- tattoo mm-hmm. on your left wrist, which I <laughs> right. assume it's there, yes. right? Uh, no, so I, I still, ah, I, you still got to get it. No, I still have to get it. I, um, I would definitely like be more okay with it now. Now, yes. like in in terms of like, it's not going to um, make me remember this time okay, or anything. Okay. Now it's just like okay. My parents were always very much against tattoos. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> kind of that. Um, and that's but, totally fine. You don't, yes. like no pressure here to no, go get no, a no. tattoo. Yeah. Right. Yes. I here's a funny <laughs> tattoo story. Since we've like, well, thank you for just like bringing the mm-hmm. gospel there, yeah. Hannah. Like I, ugh, I love it. <laughs> like <laughs> there's you. nothing that just gets me more fired up than like yeah. the gospel, right? Yes. Um, yes but this yes. is a little bit of a funny story. But um, and maybe you've heard it on my podcast before, but. Mm-hmm. But when I was going through my divorce, like right when it was over, I was like, I'm going to fight shame and I'm going to be the divorce girl. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to start this ministry, blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. this was like fresh. I hadn't done anything on the podcast, like yeah. nothing like that. And, and so I was, I was like, I'm going to get a D tattoo. Like okay. I'm going to get a little D <laughs> uh-huh. that's like, I'm fighting the shame of that. And like, right. you know, and yes. my, and my therapist was like, okay, that's, yeah. <laughs> have you thought of some jewelry? <laughs> so so yeah, I ended up getting exactly. a little, a little ring instead with a little okay. D on it. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. this is a long story, but the Lord just really did call me to lay that down, like lay mm-hmm. the fight for shame down. So I'm really glad mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I didn't get that tattoo. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. No, I love that. I I'm love glad. that. I, I'm really glad. It's um, definitely, it probably like for me comes up once a day where you're like, you know what? I think to like, might as well. So, so we'll yeah. see. I'll keep you updated. I'll okay. Keep yeah. Keep updated. me updated. Cause I <laughs> thought, I thought about my tattoo. I have a, um, a tattoo. It says reclaimed on it and it's pretty okay. prominent on my arm. Okay. And, um, and I, I thought about it for a year and, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, I think I'm going to get this. I think I'm going to get, I'm glad I waited on it for a year. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, um, and then I finally pulled the trigger. So, and okay. I, I certainly yeah. don't remember, regret it at all, but mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's a big decision. So uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So, well, and I guess that the, the little ear piercing that I have was kind of yes. like step one in that. And you're like, Oh, okay, and I love I that. Love like, <laughs> cause that's a way there is something about like doing something physically or as a step of like, this is something I can control mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. a healthy way. Right. Um, for yes. me, sometimes it was like wanting to control my body and wanting, mm-hmm. wanting to control the way that I look in mm-hmm. terms of diet and exercise. And that okay. wasn't healthy. Right. Um, 
but yeah. but something like a like a piercing mm-hmm. can be a very innocent way of mm-hmm. saying or a haircut right, <laughs> a very right. innocent way of saying I need to exercise a little bit of control within yes. my life and something that mm-hmm. feels so out of control right and it was so funny um with with a little ear piercing a, a few times I kind of got a little like it, it wasn't infected but it kind of got this little bump type thing and so it yeah. was fighting me it was like oh no. uh, and it was I was like, like I don't want this yeah yeah <laughs> and I was like no I will fight you I am keeping this it was so funny, I will but... fight you <laughs> <laughs> so we're yes. all good now the ear piercing is a good first step before tattoo so. yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, Hannah, you are just a joy. I love who you are. I love what God has done in and through your story and your life. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing today um, on this platform. I don't take that for granted at all um, Mm -hmm. because, because our stories are painful and they're hard. But mm-hmm. I believe in the power of testimony in sharing what God has done, how he's brought us through. And even the process, like everything's not sunshine and rainbows for you right now. Right. You know, you're going to be facing a really hard week likely. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And in the fact that, you know, ne- next week is your, is your anniversary that I it's like D day, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, um, and God is going to be so faithful in that. And yeah. I want that to be an encouragement to the listeners that mm-hmm. not everything has to be all sunshine and rainbows for us to totally surrender to the yeah. Lord and to right. walk in forgiveness and to, to choose to, to be with him and, mm-hmm. and abide in him in every moment. So yeah. thank you for yeah. sharing. Um, and thank you for being here. I, I really appreciate you. And um, if people are interested, how would they find your blog or mm-hmm. other things that you would like to share with the world? Maybe the blog is the best way. Yeah. Yes. Um, so my blog, it's not too terribly fancy. Probably the easiest way um, would be through Facebook or Instagram. Um, I kind of have the links there. So my Instagram it's just Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H. Got to have that second H on the end or it's not really <laughs> Hannah. Um, and then um, underscore, my last name is Claggett, which is C-L-A-G-G-E-T-T. Um, and there's kind of a, a link there. And yeah. um, the the blog, it's just kind of first name, last name, dot Wix, you know, type of yeah, thing. Yeah, totally. Um, so anyway. And that's how people can find your beautiful words if they're interested. Um, And that will all be found in my show notes. For those of you that are interested in looking at that, you'll find her Instagram handle as well as the link to her blog. So thank you so much, friend, for being here. Yes, thank you. I'm really, really thankful just for you and um, for the work that you're doing as well and the reclaimed community and everything. So I think, um, like I said, the the timing of all of this, kind of all glory to God in that. Wow, don't you just love Hannah? She is a powerful woman. Anything that she mentions in this episode, we will have in the show notes, as well as information about the Healing from Divorce online course and the awesome giveaway that we are having going on until August 20th. So don't hesitate. Do it today. Go and enter to win the awesome prizes that we have. Remember, there is healing and there is redemption in Jesus. There's always hope. Hope is my middle name. I'll see you next week.